Here we go. And we are back. Welcome to another edition of the Sports And we are back. We got the full crew in the house. That is what it's all about. The Yankees out of any team in the league are the best equipped to handle a blow like this. I think there is a higher power at play here. He's due law of averages. That dude is the ultimate scrub. He's <laughs> trash. Yeah. Every person you have in there is fucking trash. Next game, you're going to see a big, big, big performance. You can see it in the end of the game, and I'm just totally stoked and excited for this. And we are back. Welcome to a special edition of the Sportsport. We're here, Candlewood Market, Fairfield, Connecticut. It's a great day. Yes, yes, it's yes. a football Sunday, and it's Barnes and it's Mike. What's going on, bro? Yo, dude. Uh, is this your first time here? First time here. Uh, great atmosphere, right in the de- the heart of Fairfield. The heart. It's literally it is. It is the heart. Um, and I, I know you were mentioning to me, I'm going to try this after the show. What, what's your favorite coffee here? It's, it's the mocha. I'm having a mocha. It's got a, uh, it's got almond milk. It's got espresso. It's got some type of chocolate, like, uh, chocolate sauce sauce in it. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 Natural organic. I know you like both those things. (laughs) (laughs) So you like all three of those things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So definitely, uh, want to give that a try for sure. Um, you know, obviously, because it's Sunday, uh, we're going to start with some football. So let's get to the world of the National Football League. Juju Smith-Schuster is blown up. It is caught DeAndre Hopkins. Do not stand up with that man and let him just throw you out of the club. On its way. It bounces off the crossbar. And it's good. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my goodness. All right, all right. So week six continues on. You know, we had our one Thursday night football game. And actually, in about 20 minutes, we're going to get our first uh, game of today. Dolphins at Jags. And this one is actually in London. I was going to say. Yeah, why is it so early? 9.30. And this is a game where two teams, very, very disappointing starts to the season. Uh, you look at the Miami Dolphins. They've been out without their starting quarterback, Tua Tungabailoa, the last few games. Have only won one game out of their first five, which is very disappointing. You know, a team that came into this season, playoff expectations. So, obviously, that's disappointing. Tua does return today, but they are without their two starting cornerbacks, Xavier Howard and former UConn alum Byron Jones. So, obviously, not a great uh, situation to be in as far as the secondary is concerned, but you can overcome that when you're facing a team in the Jacksonville Jaguars that have been the definition of turmoil this season. Came in playoff expectations. You bring in Urban Meyer from Ohio State. You have the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence, and you're starting this year 0-5 in the midst of a 20-game losing streak. Um, really could never imagine this. And I just, you know, it, nothing points towards the Jags winning. Just from what we've seen this year, I mean, they they define dysfunction. But for some reason, Michael, I think we're going to see history today. I think that streak gets broken. A- any any thoughts here? Really? You think you, you have faith in, in the Jags and Trevor and uh, what's the coach's name again? Urban Myers. Myers. Yeah, you really think so? 
So my whole thought here is not so much the that you uh, believe in them, but the dysfunction of the Miami Dolphins. I right. think Tua is never going to live up to the billing being a fifth overall pick being passed up instead of Justin Herbert. They go with Tua. That's going to haunt them for years and years to come. Now, is that uh, is is this Barnes being a uh, a biased? Uh, Jets fan towards the Dolphins? I mean, look at Tua's numbers. I mean, what is no, he No, I done? don't like him either, yeah. personally, dude. Yeah. I think he's garbage. Right. I thought he was. Right. And then I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think he has a bright future in this league. And it's just crazy that he's already lost more games in the NFL than he did in high school. Yeah, but you, I didn't, dude. Come on. Did you really think he was going to have, like, a great start to his career? I mean... No, but I thought 10 and 7. And now, I mean, you look at this. I mean, they'll be lucky to go 7 and 10 after starting 0 and 5. Right. Um, and you look at this one, the Dolphins are three point favorites. Uh, you know, so obviously not expecting this one to be, you know, too much either way. Uh, but like I said, I like the Jacks here. I'm going to say Jacksonville 28. Dolphins 24. And the Jags get their first victory since week one of last season uh and that would be a way to start the day any prediction here michael you know i'll go with you on that i i i'm not a hater of trevor lawrence i just think that it was going to take time for him like it will with our quarterback zach wilson um so yeah but i think this is the first win of his career it all signs point to it bud yeah yeah, so 9.30 CBS, so be sure to check that one out. And, and before we look at the other games here, what, what's your input on – I mean, there's a lot of talk, whether we're talking baseball, whether we're talking football, whether we're talking basketball, the weakness of professional sports in Florida. Um, wh where are you on that? I mean, do you think it's it's going to always be a problem, or do you think it really just depends on the levels, the, the greatness of the teams that are playing there? Can you repeat the question for me? Uh, so Florida, Florida, there's always been yes. a lot of talk that fan support is weak. Um, they can't build oh, a consistent okay. winner. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be out on the beach. They don't want to be watching games. I mean, where where are you with that? Um, I could agree to disagree. I think it's location of uh, of stadiums. Okay. Yeah. Right. What if you put a nice stadium right on the beach? True. With the true. with like the with the with the drop looking at the ocean, like the backdrop of the of the stadium, you know, like you're viewing the football stadium from this angle and there's a nice big window like at the Las Vegas oh, right, yeah. you know, something like yeah. that where it's open, you get the feel of the ocean still, and you'll leave, you're right on the beach. Right. That would be sick. And, and and actually speaking of these foot these Florida stadiums, yesterday Tony was talking about how um Tampa Bay Stadium for isn't even in Tampa Bay. No, St. Petersburg and they, over the bridge. And apparently they botched the the roof. Yes, yes. There's a, all catwalks up on the top, so balls can hit there. Um, you know, just really not a good situation. Hold on a sec, everybody out there, you're gonna see us go away for one sec, but we'll be right back in one sec. All right, just hang with us, hang tight, don't leave. Um.
And we're back. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Yes, I do test. Um, so yeah, no, you are right about you know the Tampa City. I mean, how do you have a fixed roof for a, a sports team in Florida? You know, it just doesn't make sense. You got to go retractable route. Uh, and it's a shame too because they have had a great team the last couple of years. Obviously, that you know they just got eliminated from the playoffs, but very good regular season team. So just I- interesting to see. And you know, there's just been a lot of talk too, like in mostly in regard to like Miami Heat fans that it's a weak fan. It's not a I don't passionate know. fan. But but you've seen the video yeah. of them walking out and then trying to get back in in the finals when oh, they made that comeback yeah. against the Spurs That's and all tough. that. That is fa- fair weather fan. Um, and it just seems like when you have a great location, you got to take advantage of it. And I think, you know, the biggest thing, like with the Dolphins, you know, a lot of road teams, you know, come to uh, road fans. Anyway, I'm trying to think to where games. that stadium is. Uh, it's Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's I've been to Miami yeah. and I, I've actually stayed at one of the hotels across the street and you okay. like look down. Yep. And you're you're looking at the Miami Heat Stadium. I, I think they call it Miami Gardens. Miami Gardens. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been to that stadium, but I have not yet. uh seen where Miami doll oh maybe they're like down the street I feel like yeah I don't, right? I don't think it's that far yeah I don't think it's that far um but I think the biggest thing no matter where you're talking about what team you're talking about what sport you're talking about is you got to produce results and we know the Miami Dolphins you know have not really been in the playoffs the last 15 20 years I mean very little success so you got to build a winner and obviously starts at the quarterback position so this is a big year for Tua I think if he bombs out let's say they go four and 13, uh, I think they're going to be looking at a different starting quarterback next year. And I don't know if you've noted this, noticed this as well, but with the rare exceptions of like Steve Young, Michael Vick, lefty quarterbacks, where are you? I know, dude. I wonder what it is. I think wide receivers are used to the trajectory, the spin yeah. from a right-handed thrower. And if you're not an elite quarterback or elite receiver, exactly. That, you're you're going to have trouble. That's not going to work out. So who else is name those again? Young, Young, Vic. Michael Vick. There I has mean, to be another. Tebow. I mean, there right, really, no. There really has not been. I, I'm trying to think if there was any other lefties. I'm I, looking it up right now. Nothing really. Uh, uh, I mean, especially yeah. notables. That's you're it. actually Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel, former Jet. Yeah, he was. He was. Talk about a. He reminded me of like a uh, Fitzpatrick journeyman yes, quarterback, yes, assistant backup. Definitely. Um, so just just something to keep an eye out on. And obviously, yeah. you know, if we get any updates while we're on air with that game, uh, we'll give them to you. And looking, you know, at hey, the Mom. other games uh, later on today, uh, big oldest rivalry actually in the NFL. We get the four and one Green Bay Packers traveling to the three and two Chicago Bears Soldier Field. Uh, and you look at this one, and obviously, I mean. For the Bears to be three and two right now, I think you know all the dysfunction. Starting Andy Dalton to begin the year, they have their rookie quarterback in Justin Fields, and everyone really didn't have high expectations for them after squeaking into the playoffs uh, as the seventh seed, going eight and eight uh, last year. Uh, so they just to stay afloat and not really get much on offense. You know, it's really been the defense leading the way. I mean. Justin Fields, 458 yards passing, only one touchdown, two interceptions. Their leading running back, David Montgomery, is on injured reserve. Uh, but they do turn to talented rookie six-round draft pick, Khalil Herbert, uh, from Virginia Tech. Uh, so he's had high expectations. Obviously, I mean, the strategy with the Bears here, I mean, you look at how they want to win this game. They're at home. They want to get the fans behind them. But also, you need to get their running game going because you know to beat Aaron Rodgers, you want to keep him off the field. It's all about time of possession, 
running the clock down. And I think that's what they're going to try to do today. Um, and, you know, this Green Bay Packers defense, I mean, they're not outstanding, but they're solid. So you got to have good offensive line play and really just do some creative things on offense. And there's been a lot of talk that head coach Matt Nagy, um, you know, a former offensive coordinator under Andy Reid, hasn't really done a great job. So we'll see if he can be innovative enough to, to have a chance in this one. But you look at the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they lay that egg week one yeah. against the Saints. But since then, they've won all their games. They look like Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers locked in. You know, he's got 1,241 yards, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. And, Michael, is there a better quarterback to wide receiver combination right no. now? Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. No. No. I mean, they're just so in sync. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. If you if you have 30 seconds left in the game, yeah. you, you need to go like 60 Jordan. yards for a field goal, two plays, done. Somehow, they're always open. And it's just interesting to see, too. I mean, they, there was this talk of, you know, speaking of Jordan, that this is the last dance no for way. the Packers. No way. Oh, the yeah. Whole, well, yeah. maybe. Right, right. You never know, dude. Like, yeah, it's all hoo-hoo-ha-ha right now. But does, isn't Adams on a one-year? Uh, Adams, I don't think has a new contract yet. Yeah, yeah so, so he it's, it's, he's just gonna go where Aaron goes for the, probably the rest of the dude. They look like they're playing backyard football. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But also, I I do think like if the Packers win a Super Bowl this year, I I, I don't you think know. he'll stay. Well, I, 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 but does it, isn't it like don't you feel like it's like kind of like Tom Brady ass where it's like I've done everything. I did even more than it'd be like I did more than Brett Favre type thing. Right, and now I can go do what I want. True, but I think, you know, the whole thing's he's just been obsessed with he needs a say in the organization of moves of what they're going to do. And, I mean, they did bring back his old buddy, Randall Cobb, uh, you know, in that offseason trade with the Texans. And, yeah. you know, it, it, I think, you know, the offense, they're, they're calling the plays that he wants. So, you know, and you, you look at this game, I mean, these Bears-Packers games, despite the records, year years and years, you know, as they go on, these are usually close games. Uh, so I expect this one – you know, you'd look at it from, from the initial outlook saying, oh, I mean, the Packers are going to blow them out. I don't quite think that. I mean, like I said, six-point favorites. But I do think the Bears will keep this to a uh, single-possession game. So give me the Packers 31, Bears 24, and I would say three touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers, two courtesy of Devontae Adams. What do you see, Michael? Yeah, no, I could see that. But I see more of a blowout, maybe uh, like a 31-7. I feel like your favorite type of game is a blowout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Lots of offense. Yeah, yeah. I do like close games, though, too. Don't get me wrong, but right. I like those for, like, playoff moments. Regular season, I want to see the action. Right, right. And I think your mindset, too, always is, like, if you're a good team, uh, just do what you're supposed to do. Let's. It's all right in front of you. There's yeah. no excuse to play down to your competition. No, never. I hate that excuse, dude. I hate it. Um, it's one of my least favorite sayings i should say yeah yeah absolutely and play down to your competition moving along here uh you know another really interesting game you look at two teams that came into this year with some expectations i mean the chiefs higher than than the washington football team but you got kansas city i can't believe i'm saying this two and three for through the first five games so obviously very disappointing start uh, they traveled to the Washington football team, who's also two and three, and everyone expected, oh, that defense is stout, good running game. They should win the division. And you look, the Cowboys are dominating that division so far. They're lacking behind at two and three. The early injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick week one. So all has not been good in D.C., but we've seen that over the last couple of years. Uh, but really, the story here is how are the Kansas City Chiefs two and three? 
And, you know, they have definitely had some turnovers. Uh, Mahomes, six interceptions. I mean, he'll go a whole season throwing six interceptions. So to throw six in the first five games, really not, you know, what he's all about. And he's got, had a lot of yards, 1490, uh, 16 touchdowns, which is good. Uh, but you got to limit the turnovers going forward. And the defense, I mean, cannot stop That's what I was going to say, yeah. I mean, and it's just like, I know, okay, they're not going to be stout. But I would expect them to get it together. And I, I can't see this being a wasted season for Kansas City. I don't know what, what your thoughts are here. No way, dude. I just think it's one, it's just a different test to the dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, I just look at it like that. I still think they're one of the top teams. I still think they're going to be one of the top teams. And I still think Mahomes is going to be a generational quarterback, right? So you, when you have a Mahomes, when you have someone like that on your side, I mean, you're, you're never out of it. It's just the defense has to step it up. Yeah, defense has to set it up, and uh, starting safety, Daniel Sorensen, who last week against the Buffalo Bills, Sunday Night Football, you know, they got blown out 37-20, to 20, constantly burned uh, all game. They've decided to bench him for this game, uh, so I think that's a good move. I mean, you got to get weak links out of there, and I look for, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes to find his two favorite targets, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey early, and, you know, I just don't think Washington has the offensive firepower, especially with Antonio Gibson questionable for this one. Uh, you might have to have a different running back in there. So I just don't think they have enough to hang with Kansas City. And I think we're due for a Kansas City blowout, one we haven't seen in a while. Uh, you know, so let's say Chiefs 41, Washington 7. That is a lock I like. You're you're just you're just gonna say chalk it up. Yeah, no, that's what I that's a score I like. That's a score I want to see. And plus, Matt has Mahomes as his quarterback, so that's also a positive. Yeah, yeah. And I mean 41 points, you'd expect four or five touchdowns. So oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh and you know, moving along, you know, around the league here, we have the three and two Las Vegas Raiders at the three and two Denver Broncos who come in favored by four. Uh, and you look at this matchup. Uh, players on the field. I mean, obviously, Derek Carr has had a really good year. I mean, already 1,605 passing yards, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. So you'd like to, you know, get some more touchdowns out of those yards, but obviously that's a good start. Um, you know, he's been hitting second-year wide receiver, the, the burner, Henry Ruggs the third. He has 348 receiving yards this year. We know what Darren Waller does, um, but you look at this one. I mean, obviously the conversation is going to be, how do the Raiders respond after all that's happened with John Gruden being let go? Uh, do they rise to the occasion? Because a lot of times you look in the NFL or really any other sports league and a coach gets let go, they rally around the interim head coach. And a perfect example of this last year, the Hawks with Lloyd Pierce. No, totally agree. I, I, I see a Raiders win. I mean, don't you? I mean – yeah, I mean, I think Denver, you know, they, they got some victories, but they weren't against, you know, good competition. Uh, and t Teddy Bridgewater, there's a reason why he's called Check Down Teddy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he does have Corderell Sutton, 377 yards, one touchdown up to this point. Jerry Judy on IR. Um, so, I mean. Judge Judy? <laughs> you get uh, Melvin. Any relation? No, no relation. Wow. Uh, you get Melvin Gordon. I mean, you know, he's kind of I think passes prime a little bit so I just think the Broncos are the Broncos and, and how they've been the last couple of years really have underperformed uh and I just look at this as a big spot I think you know a lot of people think oh my god the head coach is gone what are they going to do but you, you have to realize that 
the whole other staff that's been there throughout the offseason, through the start of this season, is there. Right. Their, their interim head coach, he's 38 years wow. coaching in the NFL, has never been a head coach. You don't think Let's he's going to relish this opportunity? Are you kidding me? This is this is what teams of destiny are, are written about. Exactly. I mean, you Sounds look, like a Kurt Warner story. You, you look at the Raiders, I mean – They've always they've been a team the last few years. After that year where Derek Carr might have won the MVP, he gets oh. hurt late. You know the the playoff game gets Houston Texans. They start Matt McGloin and right. just completely lay an egg. And yeah. Since then they've been fighting to get back to that this Raiders that season. Team. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I, I I like the Raiders here as well. I'm gonna say 28-14. The Raiders get it done. Car 400 yards passing. Wow. And they just put this Gruden thing in the past because it's the National Football League. You don't have time to think. You just have to go, go, go. This is your opportunity. And I think the Raiders get this one done. You get to four and two. And then, you know, who knows where your season's going to go from there. Um, so I really, I really do like them going forward. And I think, like I said, that you're going to rally around an interim coach. Those are always good stories. And we've seen it time and time again. Um, you know, moving our way around the league here, uh, we do have a one o'clock game on Fox. We get the Cincinnati Bengals at three and two traveling to Detroit to face the 0 and five Detroit Lions. Dude, how bad do you it, feel for head coach Dan Campbell crying I after know, last game? I know it, dude. It's, it's, I feel bad. Like, uh, he loves football, he loves his team, and you know. He's going to be a coach for a while, I think. I think this is just like, you know how I always say it takes a year for a coach's yes, you know, system to system. get implemented. Exactly. So I think I think he's going to be good next year. And I think like the passion he shows makes players want to play for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you concerned, though, about his caffeine intake, though? I, I dude, the, his, when you could tell the viewers <laughs> what his caffeine intake is. But I do get nervous, especially when he's screaming on the sidelines. I think he's going to drop dead, and yeah. I hope he doesn't. Knock on wood. Uh, so I know his routine. He said two of the venti at Starbucks. That's the large coffee. Yes. So two of those with two espresso shots in those on top of just the regular coffee. Oh my god, that's um, just a, that's just like one that's to start the day or just a full day. Oh, that's that. a start today. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, and that's after he started his his Lions tenure. You know, in his press conference saying that the players are planning on eating kneecaps. Off yes, the field. I mean we've never seen anything like this. No, really no, haven't. he's Rex Ryan on steroids. He really is. He really is. Um, and you look at the other side of this. You know, you have the Cincinnati Bengals. Last year's number I always one think overall of Andy Dolan pick. And I can't. I know. I know. He was there a while. Yeah. Uh, you get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They've been a dynamic duo, the former college teammates at LSU. And you look at Jamar Chase this year, 456 yards receiving, five touchdowns, leading the way for rookie receivers. I mean, he's really – Dude, I love the Burrow. Time. Burrow, I mean – in the, the swag. But the one thing, they got to protect him. We saw yeah, him go out of the game last I week. I thought he was going to be, like, out for, like, five games. I know. I've seen that hit. Uh, but the Bengals, you know, they've got a lot of hype, a lot of respect around the league. I mean, I think it, there was only a three-point spread against them and the Packers last week. Right. You know, the Packers end up squeaking that one out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just hard not to think the Bengals have been the epitome of losing I know. the past 20 years. You know what I mean? It's or been, the epitome of, like, having a good season and just botching in the playoffs. Right. I think Marvin Lewis went 0-6, oh. um, you know, in the playoffs with the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, like we said, I mean, Joe Burrow – I really like what he's about, and I like the fact that 
you have a receiver in Chase that he's worked with before, and I think their chemistry is going to keep growing and growing. Um, Joe Mixon, who is questionable for this game but expected to play, he's done a nice job running the ball out of the backfield up to this point. 4.2 yards per carry for 386 rushing yards. Uh, you look at the other weapons on offense, Tyler Boyd's had a nice start to his year, uh, as well as tight end C.J. Uzuma. Um, so nice. the weapons are there. Uh, it's just all about protecting Burrow and making sure, you know, that he's not taking these big unnecessary hits. Um, so, you know, looking at this game, Michael, does Dan Campbell get what he wants or is it more heartache at the end of the day? Burrows win. That's all I'm saying. And also I'm going to add, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Bengals, post game, did you see what they talked about? No, I missed it. Aaron Rodgers told uh, Burrow, you need to slide more. You're too good. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he learned that lesson too. Right, right. Uh, they're similar type of uh, style quarterbacks. Uh, and, you know, they, they've, I've seen this for years and years, like to, for the quarterbacks to work on the slide, the sliding, usually the closest major league baseball team will bring them in to do sliding drills. Love quarterbacks. it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fun. That's what you got to do. And, and, you know, you look at this one Ford field, obviously the, uh, the lions fans, you know, they're kind of antsy here. Want to get a win. Uh, but Jared Goff, I mean, he just, he Dude, just doesn't move the needle. He never moved the needle for me, even with St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, or he, he got off to that terrible start under head coach Jeff Fisher. They bring in McVay the next year. They make it all the way to the Super Bowl, yeah. come up short, and ever since that Super Bowl, it has all been it downhill from there. It broke yeah. him. Yeah, it really has. That, those games make or break players. Yeah. Matt, Matty Ryan. Right, right. Exactly. He can never close a game now. Uh, look what happened. Donovan McNabb. I think oh. here, but same same type of situation. And, you know, hopefully not Patrick Mahomes, but obviously, you know, he no, lost he already got one last now. year. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, broke him, you know, been injured, inconsistent. So interesting to see. But, you know, I, I'm going to say Bengals in this one. Yeah. 35-17. And hopefully Campbell's not crying after the game. Maybe only one espresso shot in those large cold brews. He, I'm sure he, he starts, like, as the day goes on. I bet you he adds uh, – a little Bailey's in there. Oh, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You got to um, You know, moving along on the league here, Texans at Colts, 1 o'clock kickoff, you know, this AFC South rivalry game. I mean, you look at the Texans, not the best start after. Back out of this Wisconsin's been amazing running, receiving, uh, but at the end of the day, not winning ball games. And I just find it kind of ironic after the first week, they're like, Oh, uh, we're gonna have a special hard knocks road to the playoffs. Indianapolis Colts, one and four. What does that road to the playoffs look like, Michael? Uh, where do where do people usually go after playoffs? Like, what place do they travel to to go fishing? <laughs> I, I mean, That's where they're going. That's North the road, Dakota. the road there. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I, at the same time though, I, I do, you know, look at this game and I see the Colts, I mean, far and away, the more talented team, um, you know, just with, you know, even though Wentz, you know, I mean, he's definitely had his ups and downs the last couple of years, but when you're comparing him to rookie quarterback, Davis Mills, I mean, the talent gap, I just think is too far. And, you know, the Colts are a solidly coached team under Frank Reich. So I, I think the Colts win this one easily. 
I mean, 28-17. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are here. Uh, I'd say uh, uh, 24-21. Uh, and is that more of a thought, too? Division games closer than, you know, records basically. Right, exactly. I mean, we, we see that in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, moving along here, Charlotte, North Carolina, the two and three Minnesota Vikings travel there. Who's that quarterback? The, the Vikings? Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Um, Still? Wow. Yeah. And they, you know, had that game last week where they were basically dead in the water against the Detroit Lions. They ended up getting that late field goal to win it. Uh, you look at the the Panthers, Tony. Oh my God, so riled. Sam Darnold, this, Sam Darnold, yeah, that. Yeah. And he throws three interceptions last week. They lose their second straight game. That's kind of quieted down. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lee free on IR. Yeah. Um, From you know, that game. Yes, yeah, exactly. Then, I saw him. Get oh, he might play. He might yeah. play. And then, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the, the Vikings, you know, were. Without Dalvin Cook uh, last week, you know Alexander Madison, Phil Admiral B, Admiral B. <laughs> Michael, say it for me, Admiral B. <laughs> you know I'm I'm close, but I'm just missing something. What? Like an admiral job, but like admiral. I feel like that's a word. It's Admirable. Admirably. Admirable. <laughs> we'll we'll call it admirable. 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 He, he did an admiral job. Let's say that. How about that? Um, there we go. So Dalvin Cook back this week. So, you know, you kind of get that one-two punch. Uh, Justin Jefferson has done a great job at receiver for them, you know, since he was a first-round pick last year coming over. Stefan Diggs trade. Uh, you know, the Panthers, they're going to have uh, second-year running back Chubba Hubbard fill in. Chubba Hubbard. Uh, you know, and then Darnold. I mean, it's just like – I, I love. It kind of makes me happy. Admirable. There and, we go. Mary Materiello. Wow. How – are you? I miss you. <laughs> My camera's right here. Barnes is looking where who, he thought he was. She I thought was over she there. surprises. I thought yeah. she surprises. She's here. Um, but do you think, honestly, Tony, in an effort to rub it in my face, your face, getting too excited about Darnold early on? Oh, yeah. And this is going to end up being what he's shown us the last couple of years. Dude, I mean, I think he's not going to be as bad as he was as, as right. the Jets, but like you're going to see these, you know, INTs. You're going to see these games where it's just. I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can I, never forget that quote. It, it was so bad because going into that game, I thought, I mean, geez, the Patriots, like Newton doesn't look good. No. I mean, we should really win this game. And it's just like, how many times have you thought, had that thought, like with the Jets, last couple of years going into the game, this is it, this is it, this is start, and then up, oh, and then here we are. But Darnold was at the helm. He is at the helm for the Panthers. Um, you know, they are at home. But I like the road team in this one. I just think talent is always going to win out. Uh, I like that Dalvin Cook is back for the Vikings. He's one of the better running backs in the league. So give me Vikings. Give me 31 and the Panthers 14. Michael. Um, I'll go. I'll go with that. I'll keep that score with you, dude. I'll, I'll again agree with you. Okay. Miss you guys too, Mary Materiello. Anthony is missing. Anthony is missing. He's not missing because we know where he is. He's at the church gig in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, and then two more games to, to look at quick before we uh, you know, wrap up our football conversation. Cowboys at Patriots. Cowboys been the story of the league so far. Four and one in this early season. Dak Prescott, Prescott <laughs> has had a great return from injury this year. 
1368 yeah, through the year, 13 touchdowns. I mean, it just question. seems like receivers are running down the field open all day. What's your question, Michael? Have you always liked Dak? Uh, yes. Know, me too. And I always thought, why is anybody giving him slack? I don't understand. He came in, fourth-round draft pick, yeah. underdog story. Yeah. No one, no one expected him to take Tony Romo's job. No. Basically, Jerry Jones' son. Yeah. And also, dude, did you know that his – Sadly, his mother passed, right? Yes. And all those, all his games, before every game, he texts his mom before the game. Yeah. Like, how do you not root for him? Oh, exactly. And exactly. he like he's got a great relationship with his whole family. He takes, you know, it's just a great, and then great. He had to deal with with his brother. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that. Yes. Um. So really, really good story for Dak. Um, I'm glad he's like back. Right. And give me that contract. Right. Because, you know, he was in limbo for years. Are they going to yes. pay him? Are they going to not? The franchise tag. And then it's just ironic. After he goes down with an injury last year, their whole season goes to shit. And then they say, all right, we're going to pay him. That's it. He's the face of our franchise. And, you know, him and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, they, they came into the league at the same time. And they've just been a dynamic duo uh, from day one. And Zeke, I think, has really been energized by Tony Pollard. Uh, this year, um, you know, he's really pushed them, and they have one of the top rushing attacks in the league. So it's just like you can't sit back in coverage against the Cowboys. You can't stack the box because they're dynamic either way. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, th- those are weapons down the field. Uh, and then you look at this New England Patriots team, two and three. I mean, they've beaten the Texans and the Jets. Um, and just, you know, have not I hate looked, that we're in that company, but Hey, you just got to be realistic. And, yeah. But the, the, the funny thing is, even though they beat us, I just, I don't know. I Next just time we play them, it's over I, that. And then I just think we just have more, more to build off. Okay. You know, Mac Jones, he hasn't looked terrible. No, they can build around him. But other than that, who's like the young, you know, big prospect that the Patriots have that's supposed to be the future of the franchise going forward. I just feel like Bill has done a terrible job constructing this roster the last couple of seasons. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know who it makes me also think about? It makes For some reason, it makes me think of Saquon Barkley and the Giants and, like, how if you were a Giants fan in in his draft and, and you said, hey, this is what it's going to look like today mm-hmm. during draft, Dude, no, he'd, he'd, he'd probably be like a fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't even be close second overall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny, too, because the, the narrative on the Cowboys the last couple of seasons, games against teams with winning records, road games, big spots, they come up short. So you'd say, oh, going to Gillette? No way. But this is a different Patriots team. It's not the same old Patriots. So I think there's just a clear talent gap here. And yeah. I think – this could get very ugly very quickly. I'm curious what you have in Um, I, 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 I just because I know him and uh, I've seen it time and time again. But I'll say low scoring, 24-21, Patriots lose. All right. I'm going to say 41-3. to three. Belichick doesn't even do a post-game presser afterwards. Wow. This Patriots team is not good. No, I know. Um, and it's just it's just kind of like ironic too, because after all the years having to see, oh, Patriots back in the Super Bowl, it's the Patriots. They don't lose, they don't lose, they don't lose. So it's just after having to watch them at the top of the division after all these years, us being Jets fans, oh. it's nice to see them return to Earth a little bit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's it's awesome. Um, and then the last game for tonight. Sunday night football, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya. We have the two and three Seattle Seahawks 
traveling to Heinz Field to face the two and three Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, how about for this one in making his first start in almost four years, former Jet great Geno Smith getting the assignment for the Seattle Seahawks. Came off the bench last week after the injury. Unfortunately, you know how crazy this is. Do you know how crazy this is? Geno Smith, after all the years of turmoil and sadness that we've had to deal with with him, he's now in a position, Barnes, Brian, to finally pay us back. Because guess who has Seattle's pick? And if Seattle falls apart this year, guess who has their pick? Such a good trade, by the way. I knew it right away. Genius. Two first-round picks. Um, you know, because the safety, you can have the best safety in the world, but it's like, unless you're a team that's competing for a Super Bowl, do you need that safety? No. Exactly. So I, I think you hit it right on the head. And it's funny, too, because Gino played pretty good last week, but how did he end the game? An interception. Oh, it wasn't his fault, this and that. But how many times have we seen Gino do something like that? And how many times will we continue to see Gino do something like that? I think he's going it's, it's, he's gonna to do us a favor. He owes Jets fans. He knows what's on the line. And I think he's going to deliver. I see a 44-7 blowout Saints. Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> just making sure. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just it, – it's a shame to Russell Wilson out to week 10. I mean, I think this is going to be the end for this Seahawks run with Carroll, with Wilson. You know, they were almost broke up you know, this offseason, yeah. but they, they decided to give it a go one more year. But they just don't have – I mean, the receivers are great, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, but the defense just isn't even close to the defense that won them that Super Bowl and almost won them another one if it wasn't for an ill-fated interception on the one-yard line. Uh, Steelers have been a mess to start this season, but Big Ben uh, coming off the win last week. Uh, talented- Why isn't he playing? No, no, he's he's playing. He's just not playing well. I mean, I would attribute that to his old age. Yeah. Uh, you know, 39 years old now. Uh, but he does have a bell cow in Najee Harris, the rookie running back out of the University of Alabama. I think he's going to pay dividends for them. And it was a shame to see Smith Schuster go out for the season. Yeah. But, you know, they do have other weapons, you know, on offense. Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, Clay, uh, Chase Claypool. So, yep. Uh, while I don't think they're an offensive juggernaut, I just think, I mean, Gino is going to do something to mess this one up. I, I think it's close, though, closer than you would imagine. But give me the Steelers 21-17 over the Seahawks. And I think, you know, it'll be an entertaining game. Steelers pull away late. Possibly fumble interception by Geno Smith. There we go. Um, and, you know, as, as we wrap up our NFL conversation – what, any anything in particular that you're most excited to see this week, Michael? That you're looking for? Uh, Giants aren't playing either, right? No, Giants are playing the Rams. Oh, okay. We talked we about, about Friday. Friday, yeah. I forgot. Um, I guess I'm excited to see that game since the Jets aren't playing, and I'm excited to see, um, Aaron Rodgers play because I always like watching him play. And haven't you felt like it's like just literally a crime, basically, at this point, that he only has one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl appearance as well? Dude, I just love this stat. Once I heard it, it was on Greeny's show. Um, only organization to have three, two, three time MVPs and have one Super Bowl between the two of them is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, 
tell me it's not an organizational problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think how, it's just it, it's almost like what we're going through with the Yankees right now. Oh, we're making the playoffs. Yeah, we're not taking yeah. that next step, right? Which is obviously a problem. But I mean, I think the Packers do have a good shot this year. But of course, they're going to have to get through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well as the Los Angeles Rams. So we will see what happens. And we do, the game has kicked off in London, scoreless through the first five minutes to start the game. Any updates we get, we will bring them to you. Um, so it should be an entertaining week six in the National Football League. Yeah. But let's switch gears here. Let's go to the world of Major League Baseball. Giving chase is Judge, and he dives into the stands. Giving chase is Judge, and he dives into the stands. Wop begins the season with an overpowering strikeout of Ronald McDuney. The wall gone! Three run home run! What's going on here? I love it. All right, all right. So the They're right. They're a series away from making the World Series. Uh, and, you know, you look at yesterday, uh, they have a decisive victory here in their series with the Houston Astros, nine to five, evening up the series at a game of peace. Good, uh, but not spectacular outing out of big pitcher Nathan Eovaldi, five and a third, five hits, three runs, one walk, three Ks. Uh, but they make history. Dude, I didn't know he was a Yankee. Yeah, dude, he came over, yeah, from the Marlins. 2012? Uh, and, yeah, 2012, and just really botched. always very botched. You know, high velocity, but not high results. Uh, and then he goes to the Red Sox and does well? And, yeah, he was a part of their World Series team, you know, a few years ago, and here he is. I just uh, hate players that can't handle New York. And then they go there and botch it, and it's like, oh, the Yankees messed up on that. It's like, no, those people suck. And most of the time, you know, it is the starting pitching. And, you know, I've had this debate with my friends for years. Is it the uh, the friendly confines of Yankee Stadium, short home runs, especially the right field, or is it the pressure, a combination of both? But you look at it. I mean, pressure. we're talking living legends. We're talking Roger Clemens. We're talking Garrett Cole. Uh, we're talking Randy Johnson. I mean, every single guy that starts your career elsewhere comes to the Yankees that earned run average. Mike Messina, another example is always higher as a Yankee. So that's very frustrating, obviously, being a big fan. But, you know, we are where we are, and I'm just hoping this is the start of something. Even though we still have an announcement on Boone, we don't really know anything as far as player discussions, movement, you know, what's going to happen. But obviously, as that comes to us, to our attention, we'll cover it. Um, but back to this game, I mean, how about the Red Sox? As much as it pains me to say this, Two grand slams in the first two innings, first time MLB history. From the same player? Uh, two different players. We had uh, Jamie Martinez. I told Martinez Tony that. He didn't believe it. Levers. Yeah, well, Tony, you know, he's a skeptic. I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, I really didn't see this coming, too. Houston is a tough place to play, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, that was all they needed. They scored one other run of the game, gave up five to the Astros, who had Jason Castro and Yuri Gurriel with the home runs, uh, but just wasn't enough 
and it's a 9-5 victory. Series tied at one. The series will resume tomorrow at Fenway Park, uh, which we know from me being at the game, tough place to play in the playoffs. Uh, but, I mean, what, what do you think here? I mean, do you think this game three could decide the series, or you're thinking all along – Game seven, it's yes. all coming no, down. No, game, game seven, seven, game seven, all game seven. This series looks like it. You know, you don't you don't win one game decisively and then the next team wins it decisively without it going seven. Have you ever seen that? You know? Yeah. I feel like this is like you didn't get to watch it, sadly. But it was just like the, the first couple rounds of the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight where it's just like heavy, heavy hits to the head and body until who's the last man standing. And I feel like this is one of them, the series. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see I hate both happens. of them, but I, 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 I do really hate the, the Red Sox. It's almost in my DNA. I don't hate the Mets. I don't hate the Astros. Um, am I pissed that they did that in 2017? Yeah. But I don't hate them. Right. Like, right. I hate Boston. Right. You know, you're. I feel like you're a huge Boston fan, though, sometimes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, you look at this, of course, I mean, for what I've been through with the Yankees and the Houston Astros, very, very challenging to root for them. But, I mean, being a Yankee fan, we know number one rule when it comes to oppositions, you never root for the Boston Red Sox. So, clearly, I want the Houston Astros to win this series. And, like I mentioned before this series started, also, I just feel better that if the Astros win – they can lose the World Series, but for whatever reason, when the Red Sox are in the World Series, it seems like they never lose. I think they must have won their last four or five World Series that they've been in. Um, but I expect, like you said, seven-game series, and you know, I think home field advantage will play a role here because Game 7 will be in Houston, Minute Maid Park, and we could have a walk-off home run situation. We will see what happens. Moving on, though, other series, National League Championship Series out in Atlanta – the Braves, a 3-2 victory in game one, taking that one nothing lead. And this was a very exciting game. I actually caught the tail end of it, uh, you know, as I got home last night. Austin Riley. In this season, uh, I'll see at Ozzy Albies. Tell me you, it's not hard to get these names are hard. Offense. You get Max Freed, six innings, eight hits, two runs, no walks, five Ks. Uh, the Dodgers mess around with this opener situation. I mean, it worked for them. Game five against the Giants. Kniebel gets to start again, but he does give up a run in the first and kind of they kind of looked back from there. Um, you know, they did get a Will Smith homer and two hits from uh, Trey Turner and Chris Taylor. But Chris Taylor, bottom, no, 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 top of the eighth inning, gets picked off second. You can't make base running errors, especially in the postseason. So that comes back to bite. And uh, I really look at this, though, and, and the Braves, and I like underdog stories. But at the same time, Michael, I just feel like we're going to get robbed if the Los Angeles Dodgers, after winning 106 games, not make this World Series. They're definitely going to. You think this is going to? This is destiny. Seven, though? Yes. I was going to ask you, though, um, has there ever been 
back-to-backs or like a two seven-game series NL AL before the you know, World Series. I I we'll have to look that one up. Nothing comes to mind in recent though. Usually it's like one game is five or six, one series is five or six, the other one goes seven. So not to my attention, but obviously we'll see if if something like that has happened. Uh, you know before. Um, you know, and then you look at moving forward here. They are going to have game two tonight, seven thirty-eight TBS. And I mean, who else would you want starting if you were the Los Angeles Dodgers? Max Scherzer. We saw what he's done since he came over. Absolute living legend. And he does it. I think he's he's 36 years old, almost 37. Um, so it's amazing what he does. Still one of the top pitchers in the league. He gets to start against second year pitcher Ian Anderson. And I look at this one, of course, road games, playoffs. They're tough to win. But when you have Max Scherzer on the mound. That's the dude that keeps taking his shirt off and stuff. Post celebration. Yes, yes. Nice. I like a couple him. beers after the yes, game. Yes. Love it. Um, but you you have your main guy going. I mean, there's no way you lose this game. No. And also, question, is he a free agent? He is going to be a free agent. And that's the dude you've been talking about to get for the Yankees. Yes, got yes. it, got it. Cole, Scherzer, one and two. The only thing that concerns me, and I don't know the if stage. it was uh, – you, you know, I mean, obviously you don't like someone being 37, but the fact that at the trade deadline he's, he only wants to go to the West Coast – uh, but free agency, you got dollar signs in front of you. You're nearing the end of your career. You want to win championships. Yes. Uh, and I think, I mean, how? What's a what's an easier sell than come to the organization that's won the most world championships and that's very very hungry uh, to get their next one. Uh, right. Number 28. I mean, how do you pass that up? And I would give him whatever he wants. Give him, even though it's crazy at the age of 37, give him a five year deal at 200 million dollars and say. Come win us the championship. Wow. I mean, how do you turn that down? You just want one from him? Oh. You, you want to spend all that money and just do one? The thing is, so. Talk to me. I think he can win more than one, but that's a starting point. And when I'm saying one, I'm talking about next season because we know third longest drought in franchise history between World Series victories. Next season has to be the year. And I hope, too, I would feel great about this. Let's say, you know, after the Dodgers win the World Series, get eliminated, whatever the case is, he says, I want to come to New York, but I don't want Aaron Boone as manager. Wow. I would love that. Relish. And then Cole comes out with a, a, a tweet that says, um, hashtag uh, support future teammates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that would be great. And, you know, just we, when you have a drought, I mean, you see it in any sport, you have to go over the top. And what's more over the top than having Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, one and two in your starting rotation. So that, as Tony would say, is what it's all about. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, or you. But, yeah, no, I was just kind of I know, I know, I know. Uh, but I'm going to say tonight we're going to get – Dodgers four, Braves nothing. And I think Scherzer goes the distance, nine innings, 14 strikeouts. And after the game, he says, I'm coming to New York, baby. Imagine. <laughs> no, yeah. after the World Series. After the World Series. Well, yeah. he's getting, you know, popped. He's drinking. He's celebrating. And he's just like, I can't wait to do this with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he's like, oh, I mean, just joking. Yeah. No, so that, that would be something, of course. Um, so we'll see what happens with those games. So a lot of, a lot of action today. And, uh, you know, obviously the NHL carries on the NBA is going to start Tuesday. Um, how about that Jack Hughes goal on Friday? Do you want to show you it? Yeah. All right, cool. Let me get it up real quick. Um, can you talk to the, the viewers about why this Jack Hughes goal is so important? What was talked about last sports for the whole shebang? 
Yeah. You made a deal. You made a bet. You bet on the game. You bet on Hughes. You right. bet on the Devils. Right. Exactly. And and Tony was tight, of course, being a Rangers fan. Watch out for the Blackhawks. Watch, Watch out, out for, for the Blackhawks. Black and the thing is, the Devils two nothing lead. I think they were up three one. Somehow it ends up getting tied at three. We go to the extra period, and Hughes had already scored. Uh, yep. earlier in the game and then the way that this goal i mean you couldn't write a script to end the game ot i mean come on and tony was ragging on him seven goals his first year 16 goals his second year and it's like dude rookie sophomore junior years where you're de- where you are you for this are you about to be a star in the league, or are you going to be just a regular role player Right, you know exactly, and uh, I think we know what's happening for Sir Hughes. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, he's going to be a living legend, probably similar to Marty Brodeur. I can see him having as a devil. Yes, yes, I totally agree. All Um, right, we're gonna. You can see this over here. Yes. All right, cool. Here's Jack Hughes. Pulls up Hughes. Makes him fall. Goalie fall. Bang. And you're telling me he's and he gives the stick to the fans. Dude, I'm telling you, different year, Saban, like Bernier, it sounds like Brodor, not really, but BB. I'm telling you, Devils fans hyped. It's all they have in New Jersey. They don't have anything else, right? You know what I mean? Nothing. I'm talking about anything in life. Exactly. No, no, you you couldn't be more correct, Michael. And Thank the you. thing is, I have to say, been pleasantly surprised how much I've enjoyed watching hockey so far. Right. Still getting used to the names, the rules, the format, yeah. the whole three period thing. Um, but I have to say I'm liking it. So it's nice to just have a little more range uh, when it comes to hockey and uh, looking forward to it as we carry on uh, for sure. Uh oh. What do we got? Ha 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 ha. A-A-O. Barnes. Matthew. Gabriel. Matthew, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you first said that because I didn't have our comment section up. I thought this was Anthony writing in because we were just talking about him, the yeah, Devils, all yeah. that. Um, but I think also, I mean, how do we not go to a Devils Rangers game this year? We have to. Yeah, we, that's a have to, and the Knicks is a have to. Oh my God, is it a have to? The Knicks, it's Lakers, it's the NBA. Where's the freaking Gabagoo? Oh, I thought he said garbage. <laughs> oh, is he saying, where's the gabagoo? He did it. Yeah, where's he the did. freaking uh, gabagoo? Uh, it's all Jersey has in life. It's but all, he the likes Sopranos. That. Sopranos, they have that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I guess. Um, we're, we're still due to watch that, by the way. Oh, that's and dude, maybe tonight is the night. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, definitely sort that one out. Because Tony's sure. going to be around. Yeah, he wants to watch it. Matthew probably is going to be around. It looks like. Seems like it's got a good review so far, too. Renee's going to be around. I'm going to be around. And you're going to be around. Exactly. exactly. And we've all waited. We've all had moments separately to watch it together in different groups. But we've all waited. Tonight could be the night. Yeah. Screen time Tuesday. It all makes sense, Barnes. It all makes sense. The stars align, as they like to say, Michael. Yes. Uh, how pumped are you, though, that we are two days away from, from opening night National Basketball Association? Dude, how pumped are you? I, I mean, mean <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, come on now. Like, you have to be pumped. Lakers season ended early. Let's, let's really dive into it, dude. I mean, just a little bit. I mean, we're here at the cafe. 
I feel like if we if there's if there's no better time to do a little mini NBA breakdown before we do another one. Right. Um, tell me, are you excited for Lakers basketball to finally start? LeBron led Lakers. He has his team rid of Kuzma. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I I feel really good about the Lakers going into this season. Of course, did I want to go zero and six in the preseason? No, but. As we know, championships aren't won in the preseason. So I look at this roster. I mean, there's so much depth, so much championship experience. You got MVPs, you got all-stars. I mean, everything that you could imagine. I mean, the one thing that I don't like to see is that my guy, THT, you know, going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, When? What did he hurt? Oh, uh, geez. I I thought it was wrist. I I, I think some type of surgery. I mean, they're not saying it's going to be that long. But a couple of weeks is a couple of weeks, of course. Um, but I've mentioned this to you. The thing that I like most about the Lakers is the fact that, okay, I get it. You know, everyone's concerned. Oh, they're old. They're creaky, this and that. But the fact that you can rest, you know, three, four guys a night, but then still have other guys ready to go. Um, and I really like what I've seen out of DeAndre Jordan. And I, I mentioned I this the you, other day. Yeah, you, I saw the highlights after. So I, I, I back you on that. I mean, looks better. Because I, I think, you know, in, in the NBA today, the traditional dunk and rebound centers get very disrespected, very devalued. But at the end of the day, I mean, I know three pointers are important, but if you just have an automatic two points right under the basket, how do you not take advantage of that opportunity? I don't think the problem's been that with him. I think the problem's been his pick and roll defense the last couple of years. Cause like, it's been hard to have him. Yeah. Like that, all that stuff's great. Right. But then like, if you're not producing, if the team's coming down and pulling four threes off of pick and rolls and we're, you're getting two twos on the other end in, right. in five possessions, it's tough. You know, that's like a nine point swing, dude, you know? So, right. He right, looks, right. he does look better. And I looked up the Horton Tucker injury. Um, he had to get, he got successful surgery to re- repair the ulnar collateral ligament on his right thumb. Oh, okay. Right, so right, nothing, right. nothing crazy. No knee stuff. No ankle right. stuff that you would don't want to hear. You know, right. or even wrist, really. So that's that's good that it's just the thumb there. How about seven three Dolphins early three thirteen left in the wow. first touchdown pass from Tua Tungavailoa to Jalen Waddle, the former college teammates. Uh, so seven three in that one. Um, who do you, do you think the Lakers are going to start at center? Is it AD? Is it Dwight? Probably it's AD, yeah, and then can. and then like have like a uh, Dwight or DeAndre, depending on who's like better in the whatever that streak of games, come in and come in for Mellow. You know what I mean? And then move AD to the four. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's funny too. Like no one talks about this, especially because when you you know his when he came back to the Lakers after that whole thing, you know when they won the championship a couple years ago, he was kind of looked at as almost a joke, like coming over like. Why is this guy here? Who's um, that? Uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah. And do you think that he might have been, or or the combination of him, Rajon Rondo, not being on the team last year was the biggest reason why they lost in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I thought they should have just ran it back. Yeah. I always like to run it back with the team. Right. That wins a championship. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing like that bond. And, like, the Lakers did it. Remember back in the day they did it? And then um, they lost, and that was that. You know, let it go until it's done. Obviously, you make one or two moves. Like, let's say you have a young guy that, you know, becomes a star during that run, 
and you can't afford him after his contract expires. And that's the thing you make changes with. But I didn't think they should have changed anything really except that, that year. They won. Right. Try running it back. Right, right, exactly. They didn't really run it back. They lost a lot of key pieces. And, and it's funny, too. Like, he's had uh, some – JaVale, too, bro. Yeah, yeah, that didn't make sense. Like, what are you it, doing? They were on one-year minimums. Just sign them again, one year. And the thing with, like, Rondo last year, looked kind of finished, but then it's like he's looked great in the preseason. Yeah, amazing. Um, I, I just – I guess it's just all situation, but it's just like, Rondo, I swear, and I maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it just seems like the past five years – if he was on a playoff team that gave him 30 minutes a game, that he would have possibly been an all-star. Like, I really think he's still that good. Yeah. It's just like his game is passing. It's, it's basketball IQ. It's not based on speed. I don't know if you have any thoughts on well, that. Well, speaking of IQ real quick, uh, Matt, I like that comment. Knicks Lakers finals. Hell yeah. But other than uh, – did you see Lonzo Ball's IQ last night? No. He – there was a ball – there was like a crazy play, rebound, tipped – he, Chicago Bulls player hits it. It's about to go back. Corey sprinting, and uh, I think it was uh, not Vucevic. Uh, the other big man, I can't think of his name right now, was running toward. Oh, Stephen Adams was running at him, right? And for the ball, and Lonzo jumps before he gets to the other side of half court, like to the other side, and takes the ball and throws it off Stephen Adams to get a back court. Oh, that is basketball IQ. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, Lonzo's impressive. Lonzo's no, he is. Impressive. But Rondo, yeah, you're right, dude. Like. I was watching highlights of him with the Celtics, dude. It was ridiculous how good he was. It just sucks, dude, that, like, he still has the same jumper, but it's like he's an old head. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's old now, and he's just confident in his shot. Right. Where right. when he was young, he just wasn't confident in Wouldn't his shot. Wouldn't even try it. Wouldn't even like, try it. Like a Ben it. Simmons almost. Didn't you hate that, though? Like, yeah. as, a, as a fan watching him, being like, dude, you're with Ray Allen. Right. Like, right. how do you not just sit in the gym with him and learn? But Right. And then the fact that they would leave him wide, wide. open at the top of the key. I mean, you, I mean, you got to try it. Speaking of know? Ben Simmons, what are, you, what, is, uh, what are you thinking about all this hoopla? I think he's going to end up being traded at some point this season. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, dude, the only reason he came back is because he had a million dollars in fines. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I was. It's not going to happen. But See, I, AI tweeted at him? No. AI said, um, handle your business or something like that. Um, best fans in the world, Philly strong, you know, blah, blah, blah. So basically like trying to motivate him, I think, to be like, dude, come in here, do your job, finish the job. Though, you know, these fans aren't like they're just. But it's not going to it's not going to. I think him and Joel are going to fight, dude. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, Kathy Gabriel. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy, um, happy Sunday. I, I want to see a Sunday I want to see a Kyrie for Simmons swap. Wow. Dude, you hear Stephen A. Smith? He said if you make that trade, they are winning the world. I mean the World Series, the NBA finals, hands down, Brooklyn. With Ben Simmons, perimeter I, defense. I mean, it it makes too much sense because it's like you already have enough offense between Harden and Grant and, yeah. and just getting rid of a distraction like Kyrie, but I don't know. I just when does he play? Does he play again in the NBA, Kyrie? In your opinion, your prediction, taking I, out your eight ball. Uh, yeah. All right. So I predict that that he will play. Um, I think the ban will get lifted. Like I said, sometime Christmas to New Year. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to be around there, and he'll he'll play then and and play the rest of the second half type thing. But do you think as soon as like he his contracts up, I think he has a player option for next year. 
But do you think as soon as the Nets can get rid of him, they do? Because I just feel like Sean Marks. He has Steve a player Nash, option next year? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to – dude, it's, it doesn't matter about Sean Marks. It doesn't matter about Steve Nash. It's KD. He what about owns, Joseph Tsai? Owns him. <laughs> he owns them. No, he own, KD <laughs> owns them all. KD yeah. owns them all. They made – they did it all for him. They got – they knew – Do you like, dude, you know NBA owners talk. Right. Like, like in detail. Like, the stuff we don't know about, the conversations that they've had with Kyrie yeah. – they like they've talked about it with the Brooklyn Nets owners. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you're getting, like for real. And like they knew it, but they because they wanted KD. That's how good he is. And if KD doesn't like, if KD gets pissed this year, dude, bye Kyrie. Right. It's that simple. And dude, you know as well as anyone. And I know you don't like Harden. I don't. But like him and KD, that's a great duo. Like, oh yeah. No, you no. Put no some, I, all honestly, those defensive players around them. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't mind the combination of them. I mean, you know, Durant, you just hate Kyrie the most. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really just because you know Harden's a baller. Like he oh, loves yeah. to hoop. He like at the end of the day, we can say what we want about him, but he does love to play the game of basketball. Oh yeah, I, I just didn't like the fat. The suit how? Act yeah, me I either. thought that was embarrassing. Yes, uh, and it's just not professional. Yes, I told. There's a certain way to go about things, and that was not the way to go about it. With that, it's like, hey, I don't want to play anymore. Imagine if he did this. I don't want to play anymore. Was in shape. Came out and balled and everything, and it was. And let's say they're still winning, but he's like, I, I'm just doing this to leave on a. So good I don't note. get fined. Just to leave on a good note with yeah, you guys, yeah, like yeah. you know, you guys did a lot for me. I did a lot for you. There's no need to have a bad breakup. It, but the thing that was really unfortunate about this is the Houston Rockets. The past five, six, seven years made every move with James Harden in mind. Completely built the team Same around with the Philly though with shooting. Ben Simmons. It's the it, same shit. Yeah. But it's just like, and then to see where they are now. I mean, I know they have some of these They have young good guys. pieces, though. K, KCP, uh, Kevin Porter, KPC, KBJ, KPJ, Kevin Porter Johnson, whatever. Junior? It, no, Kevin. What's his name? I'm really, like, blanking on this. Second year. He's the youngest Und- player to ever have 50 points. Undrafted second-year player, Jashon. Kevin Tate. Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Green. The second overall pick yes. or whatever it is. Yes. They're going to be good. And John Wall, they're going to get a trade from him. You know, John Wall, where do you think he's going to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you, you were going to ask me. Where do you think? See, the thing is, the salary is the problem. But what if he agrees to a buyout? No way. He agrees to a buyout, he's going to the Brooklyn Nets. And then, yeah. I mean, why yeah. not? Yeah. Kyrie's not going to play, you're saying? Um, And then, yeah, because I just, I can't, you know, I was going to say, you know, maybe something with the Sixers, but it's just like the Rockets have no draft picks left and John Wall versus Simmons. But it's a shame because not that he's definitely nowhere near worth the salary that he's getting, but he's still like a, a starting player, probably John Wall. Top, yeah, yeah, top in the league at point guard. But of course, everyone's kind of uh, like he doesn't shoot, he's paid too much. Like everyone's very down. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can understand why, but I'm sure if he was bought out. A team would love to have him. Yeah, you know he's still explosive. He still is a damn near the same player. It's not like he he, he has even remember D Rose like after those injuries like he just he's just not the same bounce. Right. It's not the right. same thing with John Wall. Like you saw him play last year, he still has all that spring dunking and everything, doing all those crazy moves. But it's just like you said, it's the the money, it's the age, it's the finding him for a right team. You can't be on an all young team loaded with young guards that you just drafted number two. 
Yeah, no, you, overall you, pick. you couldn't be more right about that. Um, who's your league MVP this year? League MVP is going to be Luka Doncic. I saw a photo of him last year coming into uh, the preseason and yeah. like pressers, and he just looked like so like chubby and out of shape and stuff. And this season, he's really trimmed it down, really come already into the season in shape. So you're telling me Luke has been doing all that stuff out of shape? You know what just came to, to mind? How about KP for Ben Simmons? I would do it. I mean, you K- know what? It would make both teams better. Oh yeah. I think yeah. I think Kristaps and Joel would be like a bootleg Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and, and like the short-lived Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. That Even better, yeah. It was, it was, it was. That sucks that he got hurt. Yeah, um, when he was on Cousins. the Lakers, and no, no, yeah, uh, New Orleans because they were, dude, they were, they, they that, were gonna be good. Yeah, they were gonna go Drew deep Holiday into Holiday. Yes, team. dude, yeah. that first round they beat. Uh, Golden, geez. It yeah, no, it wasn't. No, Golden they State. lost to Golden State in the second round. Yeah, I forgot, I, but dude, imagine if they had Boogie healthy oh, with that. Yeah, who I don't know if Golden State would win that series. And it, I could be wrong, but isn't he not even on a roster right now? I don't understand that though. He didn't seem like he did that bad on the Clippers last year. Oh wait, he might be on the Clippers still. Let me look. Uh, because you know he was obviously on the Rockets. They released him surprisingly. I don't know how they didn't trade him last year. Um, but he's the guy that I, I thought the Lakers might bring him back this year. But obviously they brought back so many people. I mean, at a point, you know, you're maxed out on how many players you could have on the roster. I'm seeing where he is. 2021. Got Toronto cousins? What? No, it doesn't seem right. Team TOT. Oh, that's no, no, sorry, sorry, that's bad. Clippers last team. I don't think he, he last played for the Los Angeles Clippers, He's but he did 31. Play, yeah, but he did play for Toronto. No, what's TOT? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you see that? No, I actually that didn't come up for me. I'm on basketball reference, and if you go, oh, oh, but you know what that probably is total between Los Angeles. Oh, and oh okay, 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 okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, at 31 years old, and he's got to get an opportunity. Who knows? I mean, maybe if the Lakers have an injury or something, I could see them bringing him in. Um, I just think he could still really score. And like, how do you not want him on your bench? I, do you think I'm it's trying a to think. Thing? I'm looking at no, he's 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 past that. But I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what teams could use him right now. Maybe you know what? What about Minnesota off the bench? Yeah, I, and I was gonna say, why not just go back to Sacramento, right the ship. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was an ugly breakup. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I, honestly, dude, you know what Sacramento is. Dumpster fire. It's where careers go to die. Yeah, it's tough. Boy, I, I can't believe we, we sit here only two days away. NBA going to be great. I can't believe it, dude. Nets, Bucks, Lakers, Warriors. Let's doubleheader. Go. TNT. It's with Barbie, the crew. It's Ernie Johnson. Shaq. Shaq. What do you think about the other crew that does it when they come in to fill in for them? It's like Dwayne Wade, Cam, Adam was, Lecko Cam, or whatever. Yeah, what do you think about him? Uh, I, I think he's a gimmick. Lecko? The dude, right? The, yeah, boy, the yeah, guy? The host, he's yeah. like he's like kind of young, but not really. But yeah. no, I don't like him at all. But really. you know who I think is very good is Candace Parker. She knows basketball. Yeah, but she's – I know, she's in the she's WNBA in the now. She's in the finals. But I think she's going to do – I think she, once that season's over, oh. she's going to be back in. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think her and D Wade seem like they're like pretty good. I friends. just I don't know. I don't like D. I just don't like D Wade there. I just don't like. I like that original the original crew. How about Chris Webber getting the boot? Oh my dude, have you heard him on NBA 2K? He's horrible. Dude. Yeah, so annoying. He's <laughs> like he's like Paul Pierce. They just talk about. They always revert it back to their careers. Who who do you think resurfaces first? You know, with the network, Pierce or Weber? Weber. Yeah. Pierce I, is all over the place. But it's because Pierce will do his own podcast or something. But Weber basically the only place he could go is ESPN because NBA TV, right? Aren't they owned by Turner or they're in like partnership with them? I think so. Yeah. So, gonna be interesting to see. You know uh, what happens? And I think you know we were talking about MVPs before. I, I think Giannis gets another gets, MVP. Dude, his jumper looks good. Dude, he's going to hit easily 100 three-pointers this year. I know. And maybe 35, 36%. I mean, that's something you got to watch out for. He might average 35 points per game. 15 boards. Yeah. I mean, we'll I see, wait. though. I, I, I could see him doing well in the regular season with this, but I think the postseason is going to be different because it's like his first time actually trusting his shot with those moves because mm-hmm. he's doing different stuff. He's like pulling up. He's doing like this, you know, post one like fade kind of Dirk thing. Right. And I don't think his first time in the, like remember when LeBron was with the heat and he lost that first year. Yes. I think it's going to be similar like that. Like, like he's got, he's not, he's going to be in those positions tight game and he wants to do those moves mm-hmm. and he will, but it's not going to be the result. Cause he's not like, it's, you know how the playoffs are. It's a different animal. But right. then the next year, it's like, oh, I got this. You know what I mean? Like, then it's going to be a scary on us. Yeah. And it's crazy. What, 27? I think so. He might be. He might be. Which is crazy because it seems like he's been in the league for 10 years. But I guess if he, he did come in at like 18, I think. So that seems. No, yeah, he did. Uh, 26. 26. Okay, He'll probably. be 27 this year yeah, soon. That, that, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, but. We are set yeah. for a great NBA season. I can't wait. I can't wait either, dude. I really can't. Um, and before we close out, I just want to talk about how biased the zone is. Uh, it's a boxing company um, that puts on a lot of fights, obviously. But they're just so gung-ho about Joshua. It's so pathetic. And I, I told Barnes this pre-show, and I'll say it again, but they posted a new post on Instagram featuring Anthony Joshua flexing with the title belt, which he doesn't have anymore. If you guys don't know, Usyk defeated him, I'd say, what, two weeks ago, Barnes? Yeah. yeah About two weeks, two weeks ago, ago yeah. defeated him. So DAZN finds it appropriate, I guess, their social media team, very uh, very smart and uh, highly educated social media team, decided to post Joshua with the title belts, flexing, and then you swipe to the right, and it's him uh, – with his record since October of 2017 and it's like 23 and two. And obviously if you guys don't know, he lost in 2019 to Andy Ruiz and now just most recently two weeks ago. And it's just pathetic. Honestly, it's really pathetic. And I understand why Tyson Fury just absolutely obliterates the zone. Joshua, um, Eddie Hearns, the, I, I, he's a little rat. You can just tell that British, the British, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Eddie, yes. yeah, he's just like, oh, gosh, dude. And uh, I understand why Tyson Fury rips them because, I mean, Usyk just won. You'd think that they would, like, just advertise their the, their new champion that because right. he is a part of the DAZN team boxing organization. Um, I don't know. It's just fraudulent. 
You know, I always ask this question. What's next up? Dude, what do we have to look forward to? So Tyson, so Joshua and uh, Usyk have a month. Or no, Usyk and Deontay. I mean, I'm sorry. I heard that Tyson has a month to um, sign a contract with Usyk. But right now, Joshua is um, trying to fight for the for for a repeat, uh, a second fight. Okay, which but that, he doesn't want to give it to him. Usyk, yeah. Usyk does not. Obviously, he wants to fight Tyson Fury, which would be the which would it it, it wouldn't be as as glamorous as a uh, Joshua Tyson Fury fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, Tyson Fury came out, I watched the video, and he said he would train Joshua for the Usyk rematch. And then fight him. And then fight Joshua just to beat him, you know. Uh, He he even said also, is another quote from from Tyson Fury, our guy here at Downtime. He said that when he fights Joshua, that he will knock him out by this third round. And if he doesn't, he's a man of his word, he said, he'll just sit in the corner and yell at him. The whole time and he won't that's how confident he is that he will put him down and i believe it dude tyson fury and dude deontay wilder did you see it? have you seen the video that surfaced of him of tyson going to congratulate him and deontay saying back to him no love no love no love like can't even open his eyes and tyson's coming in there to congratulate him and like yeah. a, like a you know like yeah, yeah that's yeah. why you know i love that part of boxing where it's right, the two right. titans respect each other at the end right. um but yeah, dude, you know, you would have the thing is you would have loved that fight because you hate the gimmicks, you hate all the celebrity shit. Right. And dude, we'll sit down, all of us that you know Tony wants to watch the fight too. Yeah. I would watch it again because it was that good of a fight. It's like it was like watching a movie. Right. It right, really right, was. Right. It was amazing. No, amazing. Not, nothing like a good bout, you know, for sure. Um, but so we don't even have though anything. We don't have any don't no. I, see that, but that's the problem. This, but, I talk about this all the there's time. A, it's gonna. I know, I know, but that's the thing. They've sped the process up. There's a month right. post fight. But, but but not even just Fury though. Like there should be other. They, you know, know Usyk I mean? and and Joshua. There shouldn't be a question. It should just be already. They should fight like in a month, basically, or two months, I should say, because they fought like two weeks ago. So you like get like recovery for a month, basically full recovery, and then two months of tra- six weeks of training, one month of publicity you know going to and marketing the campaign basically right and then fight yeah what, what's your thought though honestly though on the whole promoting a fight I, we, we, where are you with that i i like dude just watch tyson fury he's you know he's he's you know he is just an honest man up there going and talking shit to the guy he, he's telling them what they what he thinks of them and obviously he puts on a little little show for the fans I don't think they need to do as much of a tour. I think they should just select like one or two major cities to just mm-hmm. throw a banger type of presser. Like one in the beginning of the like the setup when they set it up, official right. sit down, talk type thing. And then one before, weigh in, talk shit again, fight. Yeah. Right? Like don't give me 10 of them in between. No, but you don't want to tour the world? <laughs> no, yeah, like <laughs> what are they, a freaking the Backstreet Boys? Like, uh, One last question for you. What's going on with Giantry Davis? Anything? Does he have anything scheduled? You know what's funny? I was hoping Giantri would fight um, Ryan Garcia, but Ryan Garcia just announced that he will be back in 2022. 
had to just get uh, wrist surgery. Okay. And, and Davis is – That like, would be the fight. Right. Um, but Davis hasn't fought in the last – I don't think it's I been – I think it's, it's, maybe it's been like six months now, Barnes, right? That Since that last fight? Yeah. Jeez, I, I got to look this up here soon. Only 26 years old, by the way. It seems like he's been fighting, you know, for right. 10 years. Uh, so if we go to this page here. Okay. Uh, no, they do have him scheduled December 5th. Staples Center. Against who? Rolando Romero. <laughs> so Rolando L- Romero, 26 years old, from Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, 14 and 0. 14 and 0, but uh, has beaten Anthony Yigit. Avery Sparrow, Jackson Marinez, not exactly household names. No, um, I uh, I wanted to see if see I wanted him to fight Teofimo Lopez. You know him? I've heard of the name Teofimo. Uh, he's I wanted those those two and Garcia. That's like I could, if I can compare it, it's like the lightweight to heavyweight. It'd be like. Tyson is, you know, I don't know. I like Lopez. I think Lopez is the best one out of all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that the three-headed monster of the of the of the heavyweights. Those are the three-headed monsters of the lightweight. And, and, and I don't know. And Devin Haney. If I'm just my standards or expectations are too much, but in my opinion, I just feel like it's like doesn't need to be every week. Let's say every two weeks. Yeah. I think there should be three or four guys on a card names and like just easily easily available to watch fights i know and that's I, why ufc took over yeah but and, and, and it's, this isn't changing anytime soon no i don't think so are you disappointed yourself yeah of course i i just i'm glad though that tyson fury handled business because right. tyson's gonna change that right. tyson's a boxer he, he wants to box he doesn't want to sit around that's he was pissed that the fight took so long to that's why it was kind of closer than it was in the beginning. Right. Because it's been so long. It's been over a year for him mm-hmm. because of the COVID, because of the, uh, the like him getting COVID. Right. Post COVID. Right. So COVID happened. Then him, he got COVID. So that whole stretch, it's been a year since he last fought. And, you, and just like any other sport, you could practice, you could go play fives, you could go do everything. But what, what, how, when you get in the game, right, it's always a different beast. Exactly, so, and, and you know what? I, I guess I've seen this more in the UFC, but someone is is very on a hot streak. Yeah, knock out someone in twenty seconds, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fight in two weeks." Yeah, because it's like, I mean, they didn't take any hits. Why not? Right, exactly. In boxing, I think Tyson, like that's the thing. It's like when it sucks that if Joshua won, we would we would already have it scheduled. Yeah, do you yep. know what I mean? It'd be right. scheduled already. Right, right. but right. Joshua freaking lost. Like I can't, I couldn't believe it, dude. It, Wasn't he like minus twelve hundred? Yeah. Oh like my he's God. Dude, dude, he's like, dude, he really is like George Foreman. Just like you think Deontay Wilder's a bad fighter. He's actually, you know who he is? He's fucking Klechkov. He's just like Klechkov. He beat Klechkov because Vitaly or Vladimir. <laughs> no, Vladimir. That's funny. <laughs> I, it's so funny they even talk about his brother. But no, Vladimir. That's why, dude. Tyson Fury is gonna dance. He, he calls Deontay Wilder a basketball player. He calls Joshua a uh, 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 CrossFit, uh-huh. a CrossFit person. Dude, that's funny. He's like, they're that's not funny. boxers. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh my god! But uh, a- anything else on the way out, Michael? dude? That is it. Yeah. Shout out to Candlewood, Candlewood Market. 
Thank you for having us. I mean, love, look, love look, this space. Look at it. Look at it behind us. I mean, yeah. in front of me, behind you. It's a beautiful, beautiful. The natural light. Yes. Uh, the calming environment. Yes. And right, like I said, in the heart of Fairfield, Connecticut. Yes. Thank you again for having us. And thank you to all of our loyal fans for keep commenting, liking, subscribing. Everybody enjoy their Sunday. We will see you manana. Hey guys, Tony here from Downtime TV checking in. I want to thank all our fans out there who's been liking, subscribing, sharing our content. You guys are the best. You guys are our bloodline. You make us love what we do. Thanks again. Dude, I